to episode 168 of the Motorcycle Man Podcast. I am Ted, your host. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this show, and of course, for all of the Motorcycle Man episodes that you've been listening to. If you would like to help out the show, you can go to our website at MotorcycleMan.us, and there you can click on the Donate button if you'd like to help us out with a singular PayPal donation. Another way you can help out is give us some feedback. Go over to iTunes and give us a rating. Good, bad, or indifferent, doesn't matter. And while you're at it, send us an email to motomenpc at gmail.com or go to our contact page on the website at motorcyclemen.us and send us a note there. I read all of the email and we will comment on during our next show. The Motorcycle Man is brought to you by Surf and Summit Motorcycle, Maine and New Hampshire's newest motorcycle rental and tour company. They offer Harley-Davidson Big Twins and Suzuki V-Stroms for rent at reasonable prices. And they are happy to deliver your rental bike wherever you are staying, where you can take a look at the bikes in person at Street Cycles of Falmouth, Maine. Surf and Summit also offers rental helmets, jackets, gloves, and GPS, so you'll have everything you need to enjoy some great New England riding. From the beautiful rugged coast of Maine to the amazing White Mountains of New Hampshire, Surf and Summit can help you have a fantastic motorcycling vacation for more information please visit surf and and don't forget to visit your local cycle gear for all of your motorcycle needs from clothing to parts cycle gear is your premier one-stop shopping location with 136 stores nationwide and you are bound to find a store near you to help you find what you are looking for for your motorcycle you can trust in receiving great pricing and top-notch customer care while you are there and if you are in new jersey be sure to stop in to the Edison store and see Chainsaw Ginny or Sean and tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. So go to CycleGear.com today. And for the best of motorcycle jeans, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear Company. Dave and the crew over there make motorcycle riding jeans that will outperform that ratty old pair you've been wearing and most other brands available. Not only do they perform well, but they also the best-looking and the most comfortable selvage jeans you will ever wear or own and for further protection and style get yourself a california riding shirt comfortable safe and it looks absolutely stunning i wear a pair of tobacco riding jeans and the california riding shirt each time i go out they feel good look great and give me that extra protection and security when riding that i want from my gear and now they have the brand new mccoy riding jacket pre-orders are now being taken for this very attractive water-propelled wax canvas jacket with armor. It has a flannel lining, underarm vents, and airflow sleeves. That's the McCoy jacket. And as always, tobacco gear is made here in the USA. So that's Tobacco Motorwear Company. Visit them at TobaccoMotorWear.com and tell Dave and the crew that the Motorcycle Men sent you and make sure you use that coupon code Motorcycle Men when ordering. The Motorcycle Man is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. The foundation was started by stage 4 cancer survivor David Calderella to help families who are struggling through the personal, emotional, physical, mental, and financial struggles of cancer. If you would like to help out and be a part of something that actually makes a difference, donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. Links will also be in the show notes. Now, 
With hundreds of motorcycle events around the globe, most are attended by men, or at least the largest demographic of these events are made up of men. While women may attend them, many are riding pillion. And although more and more women are moving from the back of the bike to the front, they are still the minority in the motorcycling community. However, there are more women-only events cropping up around the world that are intended to get more women involved in motorcycling and raise awareness to the general public and the motorcycle industry that men are not the only riders out there. One such event, the Women Riders World Relay, started by Haley Bell in the UK, is set to be one of the largest women-only motorcycle events we have ever seen. Set to kick off in 2019, the event will see women riders from around the world passing a baton to highlight issues of women on motorcycles from all cultures of the world. Joining me today are two of the admins of the relay. And not only are they the admins of the relay, but they are also two of the most prominent, recognizable, and respected voices in the world of motorcycle podcasting. From the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast and the Recycle Garage in Santa Cruz, California, Liza Miller and Emma Boonton. And in honor of having Liza and Emma here on a Motorcycle Man podcast, we are not in the V-Twin Cafe, but instead we are in the dining car of the 535 train leaving out of Roaring Camp for a 55-minute trip down to Santa Cruz. Joining me here in the Motorcycle Men podcast, we got uh, Liza Miller and Emma Booten from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast telling us about... <laughs> <laughs> telling us about the the Women Riders World Relay, or I guess you could call it a relay or rally. Yeah, we're, we're, we're. Women Riders World Relay. That's a lot of we're, we're, we're going on there. Um, and they're, uh, they're, they're actually, they found themselves to be admins on this whole thing. And So why don't we start off with why Haley started this whole event? The thing is, though, she recognized, why is it that our choices are limited to pink, off, most often pink gear. And um, if you want to get something a little bit nicer, it's extremely expensive, something custom made. And she thought, you know, I want to kind of unite women and bring them all together so that we could have more of a voice around the world. And then somehow that equated to let's do an around the world relay. Yeah. And that was that was the impetus for it, and it's it's grown kind of bigger than that. But the idea is still that we're going to do this relay, and I think we're expecting to get about thirty thousand people signed up. What? Yeah, that's that's the final figure I had in mind. I mean, all this is speculative, Ted. Right. But if we've got twelve thousand people in five weeks, and they're still coming in, and the exciting thing is, I mean. I've got no social life, darling. So two o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting at the computer. And you'll see this huge wave of people come in from Thailand or from Russia. And you, they're just applying to join the world. And you just read the profile, click them off, click them off, click them off. And they just these mass numbers come in in one go. It's 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 so exciting. Yeah. Now, when we finally tapped into India, that was really exciting oh my to God. see all these. Wow. Women from India who have their own—is uh, it pronounced Bikerni? Bikerni riding clubs. Right. And there's huge clubs of women in uh, in India, and 
it's exposing us to all of these cultures right. in other countries. It's just really fascinating. And, you know, the culture is, is fantastic because there's all these pictures of these young girls. They're in their 20s. They're wearing a sari. They're wearing very traditional clothing. And they're sitting on a Royal Enfield bullet. It's the <laughs> coolest thing. You know, um, just to, I didn't even know that culture existed out there. Last couple of days, the Russians have been coming in in big numbers. Right. We've been getting some big numbers of the Russians coming in. You know, it's interesting, so interestingly enough, the concept uh, of passing this baton from person to person is a, is a monumental task, first of all. Yes. Uh, and, and based on that, from what I have read, have you learned where this ride's, where this whole thing's going to start from? It's going to be starting from Scotland. Oh, it oh. is. Okay. Excellent. Yes. And as I understand it, the the date has not yet been determined. No, no but um, we're looking at spring to summer. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Which is not far away to plant something of this size. You have to understand, we've got um, over 80 countries signed up so far, and we're still going. Right. How do you include a relay with 80 countries? Not to mention, I mean, let's just look at the United States. Oh, yeah. And how are we going to traverse all that? Well, that's what we're working on next. And that's something I've already started right. um, trying to, to plan. Right. But the other thing I wanted to share with you that I think is really cool is seeing women's stories as they're posting on Facebook and this whole community is coming up. There's common stories coming up. There's the stories of um, I didn't start writing until I was in my 50s. And now some of these women wow. are doing enduro races or going on the track or riding around the world. I mean, like, amazing stuff. I was reading one story of a woman who got into riding late, just started riding and signed up for uh, for an ADV trip across uh, Africa, I think, or something. Right. And was the only yeah. woman in yeah. this group. It's like, and people said, what are you, what are you thinking of? You've never even been on the dirt. Um, and how many common stories there are of women starting right. late? Or women who rode pillion with their husband or boyfriend. Right. And then one day decided, I want to give this a shot. And to see how important it becomes in their life. Yeah. It's, I mean, for, for anyone listening to these podcasts, yours or ours, this, for many of us, this isn't a hobby. It's a life. Oh, absolutely it is. Absolutely. You know, it's, it, it, I think myself and Liza, we're by no means uncommon. But I've been messing around with motorcycles now since the 70s. License the same. They've never been out of my life. There has never been a time in my life when I haven't been deep in motorcycle culture. Right. And so it, it, how do you even quantify that? It's not a hobby. No, it's not absolutely not. a fad. It's, this is my life. And I think if you ask the question, well, why did Haley Bell choose us? You know, because you have a passion, you, you probably have yeah, a passion for it like another. Maybe early like, on, yeah. You know, um, there's probably there's a lot of people out there, but there's probably not a lot of people who have the passion for motorcycles like many of us podcasters. There's specifically you guys, right? Um, and I, I maybe she recognized that early on, but yeah, here we are. We're we're admins. The power, darling. <laughs> Man, plus you, you have here you have a, a, a world a global voice that can be heard right. everywhere as an attraction also. Exactly. And I mean this is 
this is ultimately the goal of WRWR. We're uniting. You could say we're we're. That's all right. Well, I, mm-hmm. I like we're we're. Reminds me of a starter motor. <laughs> can I can I read you some of these countries that women? Are Absolutely, please do. I'm very curious about that. Um, I mean, so I can share with you. I, actually, no, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Can you guess what is the top country with the most amount of women who've signed up? And I'm even going to give you a clue and say it's more, it's almost four times the yeah. amount of people from the United States. It's it's not just big. It's 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 genuinely, surprisingly more than What country do else. I think? Well, it's going to be, to me, it's going to be one or one of two. Uh, it's either yes. going to be between the U.K. and Australia. So U.K. is second and Australia is first. No kidding. And I had no idea that the, they had that many women writers. They've had, now, not to say that they have more women writers than us. They have more who have signed up. But I think that shows that they have a bigger sense of community. Right. Because they've all spread the word through each other. Right. And we're still trying to reach people here in the United States. I can't believe that South Africa has more pe- pe- people signed up than we do. Right, really? In the U.S. South Af- See, South that, that, that surprises, that surprises yeah. me a lot. I would have expected significantly more from the U.S. I'm really surprised how few uh, Americans there are compared to, yeah, you know, South Africa. I know. We need to step up. And I don't understand it, Ted. I really don't. Do you think it's part of the frigging culture? No, you know, I don't like, know. I, I really don't. I have no idea what it could be. I, I, I think there may be more solo writers here. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. You know, but know. We, we need to step up. I mean, right now we're being beaten by South Africa. I mean, that's shameful. You know I mean, what? The I, country is big as a matter. I get the impression that, a, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just in this area, but I get the impression that a lot of women writers have a tendency to keep a low profile. I don't know why. That's the impression I'm getting. That's why I say. That's why I say it might be something part of the ingrained culture, because you know the whole. I mean, America is the Harley culture. I mean, you can slice it and dice it any way you want, but American biker culture is the Harley culture, and I agree with you. If you go to Hollister, if you go to Sturgis, the women are there, but they seem to be keeping a low profile. Yeah, why? I don't get it. I don't either. I know Emma. You would never keep. You would never keep a low profile. Certainly, Liza wouldn't. Oh, I've got to live, you, no! You've got to live large, darling. <laughs> you live large, darling. Absolutely. I know, but I mean, we're getting people from um, Nigeria, uh, Brazil, Georgia, Estonia, Philippines, Qatar, uh, Trinidad, and Tobago. Um, it's amazing where some of these people are coming from. Morocco, Nepal, um, Slovakia, Vietnam, Brunei. It's amazing to see these people signing up and the commonalities many of us have, but then also discovering the differences, like with the women writing in uh, India. But you know what has been really missing is a lot of um, like Mexico and South America. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. Wonder why? And what I can tell you, my guess. Go ahead. That is a culture that has a lot of machismo. Right? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I suppose. But I've got a secret weapon, Ted. And it's that one is of my, my very, very dear friend Maruka, and Maruka's been down here um, at the Misfits a couple of times, and she is in 
with a lot of the big female bike gangs in Mexico. Really? So hopefully we can actually because when they when they get on board it's going to be like all or nothing. We're probably going to get them all on board very, very quickly. We've just got to get the word out because they're out there. Now, do you think that uh, since you guys have been talking about it on Motorcycles, Motorcycles and Misfits, do you think that uh, the interest has grown or you've what, what kind of response have you been getting? Yeah, we're definitely reaching out to more and more people. And there, are, uh, it's really cool to see how many people signed up because they heard about it from us. Right. Um, but we are such a small reach compared to all of these places. Right. And still, when you look at our listenership, it's mostly men listening to, I think, motorcycle podcasts. Women are, just like in writing, are growing in our listenership as well. Right. I mean, you're up to, what, two or three now, women listeners? <laughs> I think What's we got count? three. <laughs> think, and, that's, and that's like, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to go like, is something wrong with these people? What are they listening? Yeah, so. You know, it's it, it's funny. Recycle Garage has always been very, very female heavy. I mean, it's it, Recycle Garage is Liza's baby. Oh, the yeah. technical input is from me. So, you know, we, we, we're very, very female heavy, but we've never been female only. You know, we're very, very inclusive. We love everybody. Yeah. I think, love, well, half of, the, half of your on-air staff is women. Right. Yes, exactly. So, um, I really don't know what to tell I'm I'm still a little bewildered and awestruck by this whole process about how big it's got and how quickly it got there. I think it's really struck a chord in the community. Right. Hey, Ted, I, I have something I want to share. Yeah, sure. I, I touched on this with you before, and it's something I want to make, um, make a point clear that um, just because we are pro-women right. does not mean that we are anti-men. Oh, yeah. And right. Because I was about to I, ask I, you, have you had any guys sign up for this? Or try to, well, anyway? Yes. Well, they're trying to join the Facebook group. And we try and send a message to them saying, yeah. thank you for trying to sign up. Um, but we're not accepting men at this right. time. It's not because we're anti-man. It's because we're trying to get a count of all the women. But we know that there's men out there who have something to offer to help us out, and we are going to be needing help from right. everyone to make this happen. Right. And in fact, um, I did have an email um, uh, earlier this week, somebody who's a listener of ours, who said, I think you're getting a little too you know, anti-man on your show lately, and I think I'm going to have to take a time out. Well, that's ridiculous. And we had a good conversation back and forth with, uh, with him um, about, you know, pro-women does not mean anti-man. And... We actually talked it out through email, and I got his support in return. I said, thanks for you know being on our team. Right. That's what it's about, bringing on more writers. Exactly. Well, it's, you know, it's, for me, coming from me, it's a woman's event. I'm going like, okay, is that a woman's event? I'm going to stay out of it. I'm not even going to bother. You know? And I think it should be respected by the entire motorcycle community that this event is intended for women. Let's leave it at that. Right, exactly. And, I mean, this is not unprecedented in of biking. Not. Of course not. Next, next couple of weeks, there's Babes Ride Out. There's yeah. Babes Ride Out here in California. I know you've got Babes Ride Out there on the East Coast yep. as well. In fact, Babes Ride Out is becoming a worldwide event. Yeah. You know, it's every single guy that has applied to join were, were um, what I try and do is I'll look at the country that, that they're from, 
No, get out the old Google Translator and I'll send them just a nice little message and just say thank you so much for your support, but I can't accept you at this time. Right. I'm really proud to say that every guy that has applied right. to join has requested to be my friend afterwards. Well, there you go. So See? I must be doing something right. Great. Yeah, and we definitely know that we're going to need the support. There may be people who own, like, dealerships that right. we can use as meeting places to pass the baton because um, a lot of women may be riding solo or they may be riding with a group of women. Yeah. But we know that we're going to need a network to help us, and we're not going to um, discount men for that. And, in fact, there are some countries, like in Pakistan, where you need to have a male escort. Ah, okay. Well, I was going to ask you about that. As far as goes for the type of route and the passing of the baton, is this going to be like, um, of course, each leg is going to be a different length, obviously. But is it going to be more like, let's this whole group meet here and then we'll travel to this group? Or do you have any idea how that's going to work? Um, it is not decided yet, but I have an idea of how it's going to work. Um, we're talking about appointing ambassadors for each country. Oh, there you go. And the ambassador in that, for the, each country will get to decide the route in that country. But we're talking about budgeting them a certain amount of days. And let's say hypothetically I'm the ambassador for U.S. I might be budgeted um, 13 days because we need to schedule this thing all around the world. Oh, yeah. Through many countries. So I might be given 13 days, so I'll come up with a route, I'll post it, and people will sign up. And you may have a single person riding a third of the way across the country, or you might have 50 people joining them for 100 miles. Anyone can, any women can join, join in on this, mm -hmm. but the whole point that that baton will continue traveling from woman to woman to woman around the world. My grand plan is it. It's exactly the same as Liza's. The only thing I'd like to try and include, when we do the handoff, if any woman actually wants to touch the baton, even if she's not carrying that it. That sounds like a line I heard at a bar once. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, speaking of the baton, uh, as long as Liza's not put in charge of picking what the baton is. Oh, God help us. Yeah. I, I think we know what it might end up being. Yes, I think we do as well. So thank God she's not in charge of that. But can you imagine just having the opportunity to touch something that 12,000, maybe 30,000 women have touched as well? It's just so empowering and so unifying. That's and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. It's about bringing us together. Practically, not everybody's going to have the opportunity to touch it. But if you, if you really want to, when it's being handed off, what I'm seeing for each leg of the trip, let's say it gets handed off in Salt Lake City. It starts off on the West Coast and gets handed off in Salt Lake City. When it gets handed off in Salt Lake City, perhaps, you know, maybe there's going to be 500 women there. And then the baton can just go around as many people who want to touch it before it takes off on its next leg of the trip to Cheyenne or something. Right. You know, these are the, I'm just picking these names out of the top. It's, nothing is set in stone. But that's what I'm seeing. It's almost like a party Great. at each place where the baton gets handed off. But, Ted, let me tell you why it's important to all of our listeners, why this is relevant to them. As we all know, uh, the motorcycle industry is, is suffering right now. There's just been a downturn. Sure. The more yeah. bikers coming in, the more options we're going to have, right? But not just that. For all the men out there whose daughters 
wives, girlfriends, mothers who want to ride or never really had that role model. I'm sorry, oftentimes for women, men aren't that role model. Exactly. This is a way for them to be right. inspired to ride. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to grow our community even more. And that's something that I think is really cool, that it's this time, this time in our lives, in this world, that there's this huge movement happening. Right. Wow. What, and, kind, uh, what kind of, uh, any idea, just this is off the top of your head, what kind of bikes do you anticipate seeing on this ride? Oh, God, everything. Every, uh, completely across Trikes, the board. scooters, vintage, choppers, you name it. Do, We're what do you hope, what, what, if there's any one bike that you really would love to see on this, what would you love to see? I, You know, Ted, yeah. over the years, we've talked many, many times, and I've always let you know that I'm a huge fan of the domestic product. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Mm. I love AMF Harleys. I mean, I am. I, I really think they are probably some of the most handsome bikes ever built. Wow. You and I really differ there. <laughs> they may not be great bikes, but God, they look good. But the domestic product, to me, there is nothing greater than that baton going across India on a Royal Enfield. There is oh, absolutely. nothing greater than it going across Pakistan on an Atlas Honda, and so on and so on. I want the domestic product. When it's going across England, I want it on a Triumph, God yes, damn it. Yes, absolutely. It's the domestic product. I want women who ride Harleys and Indians in this country to pick up that baton and send it across this country on the domestic product. Yeah. It's, it's not, that's what I want to see. Wow. How about you, Liza? No, I'm fully on board. And that's one of the things I enjoy when we go to Pakistan is riding the Pakistani bikes. This is not about an adventure ride on a BMW GS1200. This is about a little bit of everything. There's going to be dirt portions. And oh, is there really? Well, oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, there are some wow. countries you can't avoid it. Oh, that's some, fantastic. I mean, there's some countries you can't avoid it. Right. But um, I'm going to try and throw a dirt portion into the U.S. leg as well. We are all-encompassing for all riding styles. Wow, that's great. Uh, as far as it goes for uh, the time of year that this is going to be, again, they have not yet announced a date when this is going to take place. Uh, if they're going to start it in the spring, I imagine they're going to start it in the spring. In I guess the first leg is going to start probably in the UK. Yeah, Scotland. In Scotland. Going to start in Scotland and it's going to start going from there. But it's such a big task to plan it. Our first goal is to bring on members. The route is going to be decided largely on where the people are who are signing up to be a part of this. Yeah. So all of our focus has been getting women to sign up. By going to our Facebook page, Women Riders World Relay. Okay. And also, now we have a, a website, womenridersworldrelay.com. And you can email us at ride at womenridersworldrelay.com. So that is the first step, getting building the community, getting people signed up. And we need more USA riders. Right, well, we'll put those. All those links are going to be in the show notes, and uh, I certainly will bring it up on our next show. That's really we great. want. We want all three of your women writers. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of them's in Buffalo's. 
<laughs> That's the only one that I actually know of. Uh, <laughs> but Ted, Ted, think about this. Are you married? Yes. Does your wife ride? No, believe it or not, she wants to get a scooter license. She wants to ride, so she wants to get ride a scooter. Perfect. Why yeah. don't you get her that scooter so she can be a part of this? Get her to sign up. This is something, this may be what a lot of women need to get them out onto the wheel, to yeah. wheels. And what an opportunity for all you guys to go out there and to teach your daughters, wives, moms, whoever, mm-hmm. teach them how to ride so that they can be a part of this event. Listen, Ted, yeah. I'm going to break it down. If I had a daughter and I wanted to offer her some advice, and everyone wants to offer their child advice, mm-hmm. choose your friends carefully. Of course. You cannot do better than the biking community. Oh, no, of course not. You oh, absolutely my God. cannot do better than that. I've been messing around with these clowns for 41 years, <laughs> and I don't regret a minute of it exactly if i could go back to 1977 i'd do exactly the same thing all over again because it's that kind of community so there you have it so that's the world women there was a the women's how do i say this now women riders world relay we're we we're, all right we're, we're. all right now aside from that uh this past year no. you did what is known as the chickistan event Ah, uh, yes. Chickistan 2018. Well, that was actually... That was was yours. No, that was... That was last year. Was it 2017? Chickistan 2017, and I'm currently planning Chickistan 2019. That is... You know what? I tell you what, that's really a fantastic event. Now, tell us a little bit about Chickistan, what it's all about. So, I started going to ride in Pakistan um, because I was invited by uh, Moin Khan, who's a guy who went to school in San Francisco and he said, you know, I've got some of the best riding in the world and nobody knows it because everyone's afraid of going to Pakistan. So he invites people over, come on over and let me show you my country on the back of a bike. And I went, I was the only woman in in the group, but that's okay because I was the best rider. And (laughs) (laughs) and Is that a horn tooting I hear? (laughs) It was was amazing. I'm talking the most amazing roads. And by amazing, I mean some of them are racetrack-like roads, and some of them were landslides and potholes and dirt and sandbars. Right. I mean, an amazing challenge and, and, and everything and with no traffic and kind of no rules. Like, there, there aren't cops who give you speeding tickets. Yeah. It's like you just go. And uh, so I said, you know, this is really cool. I want to come back. But one thing I noticed when I was there is that I didn't have access to the women. When you're traveling with men, women, uh, Muslim women, cannot interact with the men. And, like, uh, I met a married couple, and the man came over to come talk to the group, and the woman stayed over by the bike. And I had to go talk to her alone just to get to know about her life. I was curious about her life. And I thought, you know, the best way to get access to the women is to take an all-women's group there. And we put 12 women together, and we rode around Pakistan. Um, but we also stopped, and we met some met women along the way. We gave some riding tips. But the really amazing thing is that women would see us, realize that we were women, and hop on the back of our bikes because they wanted a ride. They've always wanted to ride. But if their father, brother, or husband doesn't ride, they could never get on a bike. 
And I have video of me just giving women ride in a parking lot, you know, and they were so excited. There were times where they just came out of store storefronts and hopped on our bikes without asking. It was amazing. And you realize how much they would love to ride. So we had great access to them and met a lot of women. And I'm planning on going back and participating even more because there's a movement happening in Pakistan where more and more women are starting to ride. Oh, your and fault. There are groups of schools beginning. Oh, great. Where they're teaching them how to ride. And we're talking, you know, these are small bikes. Of course. When I go over there, we're riding 125 and 150 cc bikes. Mm -hmm. But we're taking them up to like a 16,000 foot mountain, you know. Wow. And um, I think it's such an amazing movement that's happening at this time that I'm, I'm going back again to give them the support. But also to be a role model because, I mean, we were interviewed because we were women who rode because it's such a bizarre site right now how many now, well with the, with this year with 2019 event are you anticipating a larger or uh crowd or are you going to hold it down to 12 i want to take 20 women this time oh there you go you are wow look torture huh yeah <laughs> and, and full disclosure we are traveling with men we have um those people, guys we have people traveling with us who are our support yeah um we're not traveling alone, but um, it is like the circus coming to town. It really is when when we show up. Um, it's just it's such a blast. And yeah, if anyone is interested in that, you can reach out to me on Facebook or through our uh, Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail dot com. That's our web our, our email address for motorcycles and misfits. All right. com. Emma, you got to go on that. You know what, I might. I missed out 2017. I had a few health things going on, mm. um, which I've kicked to the curb. So I am fighting fit, honey. So I just need to get my bank account as healthy as the rest of me. And, you know, I probably will try and make it this year. I'd, I'd like to. I was absolutely crushed that wow. I missed 2017. What's um, uh, Eliza, so what was the general reaction of the general public when they saw all these women together? On motorcycles, how was it? What was the reaction? I know what Angelina Jolie feels like because <laughs> they all wanted to come up and get pictures. Selfie, selfie that is a universal word. Wow, selfie. And for people who think that, oh, why would you go to Pakistan? It's dangerous. Honestly, uh, myself and all the women on the trip never felt safer anywhere. I mean, we all know there are parts of Chicago or Detroit or New Jersey, that yeah. you don't want to go, right? Right, exactly. Um, but in Pakistan, they're so aware of the, the rarity of having foreigners and travelers there that they check in with you to see if you're okay, do you need anything. Like, we would stop on the side of the road just to have a drink of water, take a break, and van loads of men would stop and like, is everything okay? Do you need anything? Wow. Are you okay? Selfie? Okay. No like, kidding. never felt safer in my life. I know, and I had to do this one point. I had to use the bathroom so bad. And I just went up to a man and I just said, flushy, flushy, <laughs> flushy. Because I know what a word. flushy toilet is. <laughs> and he, he took me by the arm to his house to use the bathroom. <laughs> and it's so cool Wonderful. to go to a place That's that... Fantastic. Did you leave a gift for him? Now, you cannot do that here. If somebody, <laughs> no. if somebody walks up to you and asks for a toilet, I mean, no one in the U.S. is... It's like, well, especially off. if you ask for flushy, nobody's gonna know what the hell yeah, you're talking about. Gonna, yeah, 
crapper. Crapper. Yeah, that would <laughs> yeah. somebody might know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's it's an amazing experience, and you know, Ted, I keep telling you, they also do trips for men. You really should experience. I, this. I understand. Yeah. Well, I, just much like with uh, what Emma said, you know, it's uh, finances dictate actions. So uh, one must get their bank account healthy. Correct. Right. Yeah. You know, I I always say I've I've got Bloomingdale's taste, but Ross income. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a whole champagne uh, dreams yes, and you, beer budget, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It amounts to the same thing, darling. But I'm going to try and make it happen for 2019. Good. It's. Uh, um, well, when are you planning on doing this event, uh, Liza? Uh, the beginning of September, first two weeks of okay, September. Okay, so you don't see this crossing paths with the Werwer event? It might. Ooh, that would be difficult for you then, wouldn't it? Um, no, I'm. I'm. I'm happy taking a role, not being a actual part of the event, um, but instead just being behind the scenes and coordinating and making sure it's happening. I think there's a lot of women in the world that this is um, a much bigger boost to them and more important to them. I'm somebody who's been biking my whole life. Mm -hmm. I, I create the community. I don't seek it. So um, I'm fine with um, helping to empower other women and seeing how they benefit from it. And funnily enough, I'm on exactly the same page. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ted. Nothing would make me more proud than carrying that baton. But I would be far happier passing it on to somebody who's beaten the odds health-wise, who's beaten the odds financially, who's just beaten the odds and is riding even a humble bike. It doesn't matter. Right. I would far rather pass it on to them and kind of take all the glory myself it's not what this is about all right so coming in spring of 2019 we're going to have the mm-hmm. world well, sorry i said it again did it wrong again the women riders world rally uh, relay relay and then in september we're going to have chickistan probably right that's right yes and it just to make it clear the going right now and um, again this may change depending on how many people sign up they're thinking it might take 18 months for this baton to go around the world. Oh, so this That's thing could go thing. on for right into 2020. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, this is this well, is what I've I've heard a couple of times. that. Or it might take five months. We have to see where, where the route is. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. That's fantastic. You should be really proud of yourself getting involved with something like this. It's amazing. Thanks. But, no, I appreciate you helping us spread the word again. Um, yeah. Anyone can be a part of it. And... We've even had women signing up to ride pillion. Women who don't ride, but they ride on the back of their bike with their husband, and that is perfectly okay because you can be a part of this and you can ask, hey, is there anyone doing the route near me that I can ride on the back? Right. Excellent. So we're we're including pillions as well. All we're interested in, is that baton going to be in a female hand? Is it going to get across that place where we need it to get across? If If you're on the back, that's just fine yeah and more so i give a lot of credit to the women who do ride on the back because that's still real biker shit to me oh hell yeah yeah no my wife will tell you (laughs) right now until she gets it (laughs) 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 that scares the living daylights out of me Uh well you know it's 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 really is a trust thing i'm i'm an awful pillion because you really have to have the greatest amount of faith 
in the person in front of you. I think, you know, for somebody who is a pillion who has never ridden before, it's a different thing. But if you are a rider, for you to ride pillion, it's got to be frustrating as hell. It's got to be the oh, most infuriating thing ever. Well, you know, I mean, we've all been there. We've, we've read a book and then the movie comes out. And then you see the movie and you're like, oh, hang on. It wasn't anywhere near as good as the book. Or vice versa. The movie comes out and you read the book and it's a hundred times better. So it is with riding a bike and going pillion. Once you become a rider, pillion's never going to be the same again. No, not quite. You're smirking there, Eliza. Why is that? (laughs) No, I'm just agreeing. Like, yeah. yeah. So if you want to learn more about this, I suggest you go and listen to the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Because uh, that's, that's a great yeah, place to be so, on uh, Monday mornings. Thank you. Uh, more so, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. We're everywhere, darling. We are everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Yeah, Women Riders World Relay. Look it up. And if there are men out there who want to offer their support, they can also um, message us through Facebook or through our email again, ride at Women Writers World Relay, and let us know what they're offering. Maybe it's, you know, um, a mechanic shop or whatever they're offering to help us out. We appreciate it. And, you know, if Mrs. Ted wants to carry the baton in your neck of the woods, I think that's just fine. Hey, if it's going to pass through Jersey or somewhere around here, let me know, and we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Excellent. All right. Well, well, ladies, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast. It's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you and learn more about the Wurwur and, of course, Chickistan. (laughs) All right. Exactly. All right, ladies. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Ted. Yeah. Thanks for joining me, Liza, and Emma here on episode 168 where we talked about the Women Riders World Relay. To learn more about the event, go to womenridersworldrelay.com to sign up and learn more. Links will be in the show notes and on the Motorcycle Men website at motorcyclemen.us. Don't forget to check out all of our fellow podcasters, YouTubers, vloggers, and bloggers out there. All of them uh, and many more out there go to do great things to promote and encourage our sport and passion. All the links are on our links page on the website at MotorcycleMen.us. So from Tim Buck to Chris the Joker, Justin Shoes, and me, Ted Wrongway, your host of the Motorcycle Men Podcast, thank you very much for listening. And remember, this is where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your rap, kids. <laughs> <laughs>